Welcome to the Western Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Sports, 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 sports side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to an Extra Credit episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week I am joined once again by the Survivor Series team of Matt, Mike, and Jim. Uh, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Be sure to follow the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation if you're not already doing it. Make sure you check out those guys, Chick Foley Show and Turnbuckle Tavern. They have this ongoing conversation of uh, that that stems from Matt's uh, debut on the the debate show of uh, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. And uh, man, there was part of me that one. Yeah, there's part of me that wants to uh, join in, but uh, they all make so many valid points that it's a must listen um, to both episodes. The debate on Turnbuckle Tavern, listen to that one first, where uh, Matt shows his face and uh, and then go check (laughs) out the the Chick Foley show where where they go in a little bit more in depth on the topic. Part Um, of you wants it. Part of you wants to jump in. I know you've got yeah. like 20 pages like written and then you're like down there. I could see you with like a quill and like, oh man, dear, dearest Roman. Candlelight. <laughs> Candlesticks. Marco, Marco would be proud. Um, don't forget to save 10% at chalkline, uh, chalk-line.com uh, with the code PF10. And uh, as I say, start saving your money for, uh, the, the jacket that I'm putting out, uh, we're getting inching closer, uh, if you will. Um, it's pretty exciting. So let's dive right in. Uh, we are going to uh, piggyback on next week's show, um, which is our Halloween Havoc episode. Halloween is right around the corner. Next week, we're covering WCW's Halloween Havoc from 1991 and the insane Chamber of Horrors match. Um Spoiler alert, you guys didn't vote for this. Um, <laughs> all four of us decided to veto your choice because we don't we, we don't want to go into a uh, Mick Foley love fest. Um, we love we love we love the guy and and I know the match is awesome from 93. Um, but come on, how can we not cover uh, the Chamber of Horrors match? Um, and we, we have that privilege if, if it's a four zero veto, we can yes. we can override yeah, we've established that in a yeah. previous episode so we're running with it um and next week we're covering halloween havoc from 1991 uh and the mainly the chamber of horrors match i, I um, distinctly remember nick you saying that you were turning heel when you yeah. yes. uh, vetoed it first <laughs> so you're getting into uh big show territory here flip-flopping <laughs> back and forth here man we're uh but no uh this chamber of horrors is insane that's uh, the perfect word for it and uh i watched it through the other day and oh my god i can't wait to cover it it'll be a blast <laughs> next week it's gonna be awesome so that being said i want to talk about all things uh spooky from the world of wrestling 
Spooky. Um, <laughs> I'm talking wrestlers, angles, and storylines that scared you guys uh, and myself as a kid, or uh, maybe even some now. Um, so that being said, uh, is anything scarier than Bastion Booger's run in WWF? <laughs> <laughs> and that man must have smelt disgusting, and uh, he looked the part. Uh, but no, I, I digress. That's thighs. not the that's that's not the type of uh, spooky we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Uh, you were I, 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 that's a good point though. You did have an ace up your sleeve before we started. I said, was there anything past like ninety one that scared you? But I remember going to the county center with you and like you're like, oh, I could smell booger from here. Oh, imagine <laughs> if he sat on your face like that. Like oh, like you were a disturbed by him. Maybe not scared, it's, disturbed. In a yeah. similar line of thought, I was always scared that sitting right side that the bushwhackers would lick me on yes. the head that's that's a good point I, I didn't want any part of that no no why would you want either of those things we're still um, waiting as, for someone know, i think mike you asked episodes ago asking yeah. if anybody had been licked by a mm-hmm. bushwhacker yeah. you have Come to on. let us know the experience yeah did you get a, it's got to be somebody out there please did you get some bacterial infection from it or uh <laughs> i will like send that? some bushwhacker <laughs> artwork to you as a uh, <laughs> consolation prize <laughs> if there was a so, modern day equivalent, would you let your kid be licked by a uh, professional wrestler? Absolutely. <laughs> or do you not. like pull them away? Like, <laughs> definitely pull them away. <laughs> so, oh, uh, would have been right. if it was the Bushwhackers now as they look now. Yeah, no, that's absolutely not. That's like a <laughs> instant COVID you'd probably get. Like, no offense to the sheep herders, Bushwhackers. But. <laughs> All right, let's kick things off with probably, should, should we start with the obvious choice on this list? Um, the the uh, Ultimate Warriors uh, funeral parlor visit from 1991. Um, we are all born in uh, 1982, so we were under 10 years old when this happened. And my God, terrifying. Ter- I still see the image that's like, I think it was in the magazine of, of him being held about to be dropped into the coffin. <laughs> Dude. Uh, and not just that, the stuff leading up to it, like the lighting, the guy's boots on fire and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this kicked down the door of, uh, the spooky stuff in wrestling for us. Right. Like, F, the big key here is that we still thought it was real, right? Like, right. I, I did not know wrestling was scripted at this point. So this was, and I, I could see Matt, he's got something to say. He's been waiting to <laughs> get this off of his chest. So this is like therapy for you. So go ahead. do it. I am still messed up by this. <laughs> like I watched it right before us recording here. And I just sat there like wide eyed, like reliving this. And the messed up part for me is that like, I didn't understand that they were just showing replays. So as somebody that's watching superstars, <laughs> it happens once and then they show it again the next week and they show it again the next week. And I'm sitting here as a little warrior guy, like with my hands over my eyes, hiding behind the, <laughs> the, the lazy boy chair. That's like, I don't want to see them put him in the coffin for a fourth time, <laughs> a fourth week in a row. <laughs> but the man. weirdest part about this, like superstars run is right. It, we're, we're talking about um, at the funeral parlor when he yeah. comes out and it's just 
it's just Paul Bearer, right? <laughs> yeah. And and you've got Warrior who's con- confronting him. And he's like one of the weirdest Bearer, parties, right? <laughs> yeah. And and not only that, his face paint is like so half-assed. It's only like the outline <laughs> of the Warrior symbol. There's nothing in the middle of it covering his eyes. So it, it looks weird. Uh, what happens? He's He goes well, to attack well, however, Paul Bearer. However, Bearer and uh, Undertaker went to the to the extent to put the logos all over the casket. Am I, am yes. I correct? Like yes. got the warrior logos, like all always do that. It's covered. Yeah. yeah. It's like the nice touch guys. Like, but how stupid Bear. is warrior? Like he had no clue that undertaker was going to come out. Like he's, he's got uh, Paul bear and then out from the standing wooden coffin, just creepily comes undertaker. Was this the first um, funeral parlor? Like, this is the beginning of it at least, right? Like it has to be, right? I mean, yeah. it's definitely the most iconic. Because he's only been around for a few months at this point, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was like an interesting era too. In on superstars, they always tried to get either their like hurt guys had these vignettes, which there were so many of them. When you think yeah. of it, you know, between uh, Beefcake and yes. the Heartbreak Hotel, um, yeah. <laughs> All the interview spots, yeah, that was great. I love the uh, the barber shop and the, the funeral parlor. That was crazy. I mean, like bearers interviewing people, apparently, like right, like. But he's yeah. like he asked the questions very slowly in bear style. I'll a, never forget. I'll never forget. Also, like when my dad broke down the the fourth wall and and told me that Paul Barrow was wearing a face paint of makeup. Like I had yeah. no clue. I just thought the guy looked like his face was ready to melt off. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, and these guys, they never had a blow off match, right? This somehow segued into the other scary thing, which is uh, Jake and the warrior, right? And that the room right. full of cobras or whatever the hell's going on. Right. There. And then right. the warrior got canned right after that. Yeah. And they, they <laughs> never fought either, right? No. Like, yeah. Interesting. Nope. So yeah. I think the part that messed me up the most was that all of the like cronies come out and they can't get the casket open. Yeah, I'm sitting here just yeah. mouth agape, like I, yeah. I'm never gonna get him out of there. And then uh-huh. they finally open the casket, and you know, you're nine years old at this point. Like, yeah, I'm eight, I think, because this is April of '91. Yep. So I'm eight years old and seeing what I think is a dead guy. <laughs> yeah. Casket, who's he's torn the inside of the casket yes. apart. Yeah. Uh, they perform mouth to mouth on him like they're (laughs) compressing his chest like you think that he's a goner and like oh my god still watching it again like if you really want to be spooked around uh halloween don't don't watch some horror flick like turn this on man (laughs) superstars is a children's show too it came on after like the smurfs on saturday saturday morning cartoons and like this guy's like suffocating which i think is the word that like mcmahon uses like when they're he's gonna suffocate in there like like oh god sorry to talk more about superstars and and being kid friendly uh, last year or uh, maybe over a year now um during covid when we were staying up you know late at night together watching wrestling till 2 a.m in the morning and on zoom calls with each other i can remember it was very late at night and i said okay ready here's our next one we're going to turn on superstars from (laughs) may 16th 1992 we watched the entire episode and it, it culminates with um uh, ultimate warrior getting a, a spell put on him <laughs> by papa shango and he's like 
I can remember watching this lot well live, but it was never live sure. as a kid. And Warrior's like up on the ring apron and he's doing his like poses and then he starts like clenching his stomach like Nowadays, you'd be like, what happened? Is his appendix just burst or something? <laughs> and he's like writhing in pain on the outside of the ring. And it's probably one of the most classic um, Papa Shango yeah. uh, vignettes or, or promos or whatever you want to call it with, that leads to uh, Undertaker spewing black tar and vomit all over people. The obvious question here is why always uh, the warrior? Warrior's the victim of all the spooky shit. Like, yeah. Like, but he never gets to wrestle the guys. Right. <laughs> he gets right. fired, but he's always he's willing to have tar come out, <laughs> yeah. going in a room full of cobras. Like, maybe that's why he asked for the extra million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the guy was right. Maybe, maybe we should do the uh, what was that? Uh, the deconstruction of the warrior that DVD, <laughs> right. like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, build him up. Like, this guy was in the craziest angles of all time. He, he scared more children than than anybody. Yeah. It's so poor, war- poor warrior. I actually feel sympathy for the guy now. Is this was this your, is this your end game, Matt? <laughs> this is it. You figured me out. <laughs> oh man! So continuing with that era, anybody want to throw another one out there? Because I've got a few on the off the top of my head. I know Mikey's uh, Mikey's got the one that I'm thinking of too. Why, why don't you take the lead on it? It yeah. involves a giant sword and a you know. <laughs> I think you know where we're going from there. <laughs> Another, uh, I think this was on primetime wrestling, right? Or was it on superstars? It, it yeah. I think it was superstars, to be honest. Berserker versus Undertaker. Yes. We're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they wrestled <laughs> for a little bit. And then they were both healed, too, I think. Or maybe it's Undertaker. Like, maybe he yeah, just I think he turned. Just face. turned. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well. <laughs> Berserker who, who brings is, a sword into the ring. Yeah. Fuji Berserker hands with, him a sword. Fuji. Yeah, he was with Fuji, I was yeah. just going to say. And uh, at least he, like, telegraphs it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And just like, but <laughs> as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, he's trying to stab yeah. him. He could have <laughs> killed him. The, my, my logic, again, I was not, I did not know it was fake or fake. I'm sorry, apologize, right. fans out there. I did not know it was scripted. So I'm like, why is this man not being charged with attempted murder? Yeah. Like that was, <laughs> I was like, I, is he like, are you exempt from like, uh, you know, being right. prosecuted as a wrestler? I, like I was so confused by this. And I was like, holy, he almost, a man almost died on televisions today. So know? the crazy part about this is it is primetime wrestling and he uses the sword. Like It is primetime. Okay. He strikes Undertaker across the back with it while he's standing. <laughs> and then he tries to, uh, you know, <laughs> just stab him in the middle of his, in the middle of the ring as Undertaker's laying there. Um, it, it was, it was terrifying. The Berserker, um, I think we talked a little bit. The only time we've brought him up on this show is uh, the SummerSlam 92. Yes. He's in a dark match on there, I think, or it's right, but whatever. But like, it's worth going back and looking up that YouTube where he's like being interviewed in Europe somewhere with <laughs> yeah. Master Fuji. Like, and it, that's like yeah. the most you ever get to see the Berserker talk. And it's insane. Like, so like Berserker, go check him out. A little was, more. It was his feud, feud with Undertaker. Was that his like biggest feud? Must have been, right? It had to have been, right? Was it's he, the only was one it? I really remember. I think it's Tatanka at SummerSlam. Tatanka, yeah, right. Which is like not, it was just a Tatanka right. building Tatanka up kind of match. So there's I mean, a few other, a few others that, that definitely scared us that maybe aren't like on the spooky side. Uh, I know one that comes to mind 
And I think we probably mentioned this on a previous episode because when else would we have talked about nails, but the nails oh, yeah. beat down on big boss, man, that, that scared the crap out of me. I mean, I the remember voice. flipping through the, yeah, the, between the voice and then getting WWF magazine and there's like oh, yeah. a photo shoot that big boss man had and he's got bruises and welts all over the guy's body. I mean, holy crap. Talk about kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sell it to a kid. They love to use WF magazine to like drive home the, yes. the horror, like support. Here's some supporting evidence that this was the, this was <laughs> yeah. the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, Between getting God. that and and Nintendo Power in the mail, that's like a oh, kid's oh, dream. Jeez, oh, yeah, those were those were the those were the days. Wait by the mailbox. <laughs> Another one. In those this days, week, this week, it's yeah, next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, oh, I never knew oh. what day was coming. <laughs> no. I remember poor Nick resubscribed one time and he took like three months to get the mm. Razor Ramon one in the mail. And like, oh. he finally came, the cover was like torn off, destroyed. I think you got your mom to call and complain or something. Yeah, like we probably that. got like a year for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was when magazine subscriptions cost like, what, $60? It was like yeah. a Christmas gift that I would get yeah, every year. Not now. They're giving it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do remember watching the superstars with you. The superstars. I sound like Bret Hart. Sorry. The superstars <laughs> of wrestling. And uh, it was the Jake the Snake Macho Man feud where uh, – Macho Man's caught up in the ropes and Jake brings in Lucifer because uh, Damien was already deceased. That's probably another scary thing. Near yeah. the situation. But the snake bites his arm and they bring up the big X's on the yeah. screen censored. And I remember you being very disturbed, Nick. It was <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, scary. That was the start of our weekend, yeah. too. You know, like, wow, that's <laughs> right. right. Poor, we just saw attacked by a cobra. Yeah. And at that era, too, like we the era that we grew up really really getting into wrestling we only knew macho man as this like ultimate baby face of the company um so poor guys getting bit by a snake in the middle of the ring i mean jesus christ the screen went black and white and everything yeah they didn't you know early 90s early 90s wrestling on those shows they really thinking about it they went for it like you always we, we think about in the past, you know, the Ministry of Darkness and the 99, I guess it was. Right. And the corporate ministry doing that kind of crazy stuff. But they were doing pretty wild stuff in the early 90s as well. This is one of my favorite extra cooler pieces, too. Like you did a cartoon drawing. It may have been for Sketchamania. Oh, last year. yeah, it was. And it's like the cartoon version of Macho Man <laughs> getting eaten by a cobra. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, but yeah, this one was certainly one that you you watch back now and you're like cringe again and like ugh, yeah, ugh, see it the see blood it. and yeah everything. I'm glad that Nick still draws scary stuff like that because back in the day he used, he's told me and my brother that he, uh, a giant eight foot rabbit came into his house back in the day. <laughs> And he actually drew the rabbit for us. He's like, this Honey is Darko what, and Jace. Yeah. It was like, oh, he's like, this is what we, what came into my house last time. We're like, oh my God, like I'm never <laughs> going to your house again. Like this giant rabbit. So I guess we need a rabbit chalk line is what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> I didn't know Nick was the author of Donnie Darko. How about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Years before the Donnie Darko was, was a thing. Um, so, so I was right. It was from last year's Sketchamania. It was, it was day 16 and and correctly for nightmare was the uh, nightmare was nice. the theme See? for the day. Yep. There's you, no lies. You knew we were going to be talking about this episode. Yeah. I, I me, do have, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, give me a, a, a scary wrestler or superstar that comes to mind. Cause I've got a few that I could rattle. Kamala. Off. Kamala. Okay. Moon what else? Breasts. 
moon breasts. <laughs> they scared you? Yeah. Oh, and okay. It, had they got the moon breasts on the casket, too, when they faced the Undertaker. Always. Always. What about Luna Vachon? I mean, oh, she should have been. Yeah. All the veins on the cheek. Yeah. yeah. Or Damien Demento. Damien Demento. <laughs> like, these are all guys that just could have been. Well, Giant Luna, Gonzalez. You know, obviously. Yeah. I, I know it was later, but Boogeyman. 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 Well, we already know based on our group group chat that Mike is still afraid of the Boogeyman. Uh, <laughs> WWE Boogeyman, that is. He's coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy is pretty creepy. He's got like no teeth and he's eating worms. I mean, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, they went for it with that. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about, we probably would have thought mankind was yes, seriously scary. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, that early, the early uh, run of the mankind. Vignettes, ripping yeah. His, yeah, ripping his hair out in the boiler room. I Very really, live match with Undertaker. Yeah, I think, uh, and he does that three-part whatever interview with Jim Ross. And at the end, he gives him a mandible claw. Like yeah. I, was, I remember even being older at that point being like, well, that's pretty disturbing. Right. Actually. Like yeah. poor right. JR didn't deserve that. No, like, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when we're like going off that, that era, is there anything else that's like in the spooky realm that, that didn't Kane set mind? JR on fire or something? Uh, oh yeah. yes, he did. He did. And then also obviously, the one where, where we covered it with the Royal Rumble at the end where Kane sets uh, Undertaker on fire yeah. in the casket at the end of the match. But then what about um, the big boss man hanging in the middle? Of oh, the yeah. That's, oh, that's true. <laughs> no, Another I, disturbing being, image. Yeah. Besides yeah. being an ugly angle, that that's like terrible. I feel like <laughs> um, he, get, he gets himself purple looking up there too. Yeah. Like, yep. Wasn't yeah. like Midian sacrifice too on Raw or something? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. No. And they cut him. I was listening to a, something to wrestle with recently, and they're um, talking about how he, they actually like, or at least they faked it, but they made it look like they cut him, and like Undertaker was pouring his own blood into Midian. Like it's like, whoa, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> also, Bus being a teenagers uh, at the time. Choppy, choppy, or PP uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was a little scary. How about yeah, how about May Young and her chicken uh, chicken cutlets? <laughs> I remember we all we, scary. we recoiled in horror. Yes, right? <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, ah. Oh! I was in the I house. Think, for I that think one. we're at my house. <laughs> that was Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. Matt, oh. Matt had his binoculars out. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> if you had a cell phone, now it'd be pinching. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i oh, still man. think that papa shango in the beginning when he was like acting like possessed yes. and like yeah shaking quaking he as he's walking to the ring he really did yeah. Mm -hmm. he had that whole then, movement he did yeah yeah early early undertaker still is like disturbingly creepy right. body like, bags oh, that scared yes. me yeah yeah and i mean oh, we sure. listen we were all adults and with with uh you know wife and kids but let's face it some of that stuff that they they've done with the wyatt family was was spooky you know maybe not like actually scared you but it worked uh, yeah some of it not all of it i know but, the fiend uh, scared the shit out of my kid like yes. too, so they did a good job <laughs> yeah. with that yep yep so uh i was very very angry at them starting the second night of wrestlemania this past year with the fiend because my then four-year-old was 
all excited. We were talking up watching WrestleMania. We'll watch the first like 30 minutes mm-hmm. before bedtime. And then I had to usher him off to bed because the fiend came on our screen and he, he led the ru- show off. <laughs> he ran out of the room. Yeah. Ran out of the room. And my then seven-year-old daughter was the same way of like, I don't want to watch this. And like <laughs> Freddy Krueger did that for me as a kid. Yeah, like, to yeah, take it away yeah. from wrestling. That that was one of the all right, I'm gonna go hide behind the chair and wait for this commercial to be over kind right. of situations. Oh, yeah. So like the fiend certainly did it for for my littles this uh this past year anytime a, that like we'll start watching wrestling now he always asked me is scary bray wyatt gonna be on this <laughs> like, luckily i can tell him no he's he's not showing up anymore don't worry vacation. about that <laughs> you, you gotta love that you give credit to wwe there because they yeah. made people feel something even if they're you know even if they're picking on little children like yeah. it's good so, no it's good going back to berserker do you think this whole drew mcintyre and his sword and is it is it <laughs> anywhere near what it did to us uncle, for uncle Berserker. He did, does that to biggie yeah no, i mean know. he hasn't physically hit anybody with the sword and he's I, a he, he's a baby face he won't i'm yeah. still convinced i saw the berserker as a home it was a, yes. like a homeless person in new york and he really he's going to sell that yeah he's going huss 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 so my point is that like the berserker was unpredictable like i was like yeah. hey, this, this is this guy can do anything like yeah with drew mcintyre and uh, not so much any yeah. homeless guy in like the early 90s on the streets of new york city oh man man <laughs> like, could have been my, the berserker yeah my yeah. dad was in nypd we used to go down there all the time and like he would just mess with us and like take us on tours like hey look this guy like and, like <laughs> a guy like reaching in the car my god like, oh, god help me like, <laughs> all right so i i hope uh, wait I, this, wait 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 i do have one, one more? more one more because i think this has been scrubbed from from wrestling it's uh i'm a vince mcmahon to pay truther here do you remember <laughs> yes i know where you're going <laughs> i know exactly the episode of superstar yeah <laughs> flair shows up yep. and he starts going after uh piper right and piper gets jacked up and then piper all of a sudden just wails on mcmahon with a wooden chair the thing explodes on his back and mcmahon's out and now yeah. like any clip you see of this now is it cuts off at a certain point but back in the day mcmahon was on the ground his toupee was off and he was bald <laughs> i swear to god it happened oh man this has to be out there i don't remember this segment so i, I remember I it to, i don't know i think it was just as real it. as the bunny that i uh <laughs> <laughs> i can uh, start, see it but in i my remember mind. watching it it's a mandela and, effect <laughs> no yeah. no it is real <laughs> It is the truth. I'm a truther. Go to McMahonToPayTruther.com. We have, if you have any corroborating evidence, please help me. So this All is right. a superstars. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, yeah. please it's find superstars. It. All right. I'm, yeah, it's I'm, probably around that. Like uh, Vince has tried to 91. memory hole it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's late ninety one. It's late ninety one, yeah. I believe. Okay, I gotta, I gotta try to find this. And it's a one... good. It's regardless of the uh, toupee or flack thereof. It's a great clip. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna find it if I can find it. Maybe I'll figure out a way to put it on Instagram somewhere. You're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna join me in the conspiracy theory. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Um, because next week again, we are covering Halloween Havoc, WCW's Halloween Havoc from 1991, and the insane Chamber of Horrors match. Um, so I hope you guys will join us for that next week. Uh, that being said, what's in everybody's cooler this week? Um, I'm going to start us off because I don't have anything new or exciting, but uh, I I got finished uh, watching the Seth Rollins uh, Broken Skull, and 
his reaction to the IPA um, was a little bit more genuine than Sasha Banks. <laughs> um, but yeah, just watching those two guys uh, drink the the Broken Skull IPA. Wait, and, did he uh, never had? A... No, he. I think he said he had. He said. Okay. He, I think he I'm called not gonna... it a treat. It's a treat. Yes. <laughs> a treat. Okay. It a wasn't treat. the. Mm, 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 this yeah. is delicious that you got out of uh, out of Bianca, uh, not Bianca, out of Sasha. Sasha. Uh, yeah. Chick Foley likes to imitate that one. That's 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 really funny yeah. to listen to. <laughs> Matt, um, you were talking about uh, he said he calls himself the Hop God or something. Or you're going to call yourself that now? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, Hop God. Yep. Instead of the uh, the Drip God, he he called himself the Hop God. So I'm <laughs> going to uh, I'm going to take that moniker for myself. Yeah. What's in the cooler? It, it's a it's a good interview. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I, I enjoy all of those. Uh, Austin's a, a great interview with anybody. I think um, definitely, definitely. A, a, a worth the listen. Uh, but again, I've got the. Uh, Old Faithful, El Segundo, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Hop God, what you got? <laughs> you know, I almost grabbed the Broken Skull. You can get away with it being Hall- Halloween and the the, the skull just yep. you know, screams screams October. So I, I, I almost went for that. But instead, um, Chick-fil-A show has a, a, as their, their beer segment, if you will. And they've been talking about Two Roads Brewery out of Connecticut. Oh, yeah. And um, I found their Strat City, which is um, a really good 7.0 hazy IPA um, made with Strata hops. So I w- wouldn't be able to use the hop god moniker if i didn't talk about them so i believe this is a single hop i was trying to look for some information on it and uh, wasn't able to find too much but it's a cool can got some tie-dye there the map of or the the outline of connecticut and you've got uh you know a bus going through and it looks like a brewery in the background so it was a cool can uh pretty good beer and uh cheers fellas yeah i gave it a four on on Intact as did oh. Matt because he left one in my fridge uh, I did. when he was over this past weekend, uh, and it, it was good. It was good. Thank you for leaving that there. Enjoy. Two roads is good. They've been around a while. Yeah, they're they're too juicy. Is they're like big, Ooh. like big name beer. It's yeah. delicious. If you can find yeah. it, go get it. Enjoy Mike, that. what you got? What you got? Some spotting? Some Paul Aner? Paul Aner. We got spotting this week. Spotting Oktoberfest. Oh, really? You're you're Do all you really? Oktoberfest all the time. Yeah. No, just uh, October. I'm, I still here. got. Uh, I went all in on Oktoberfest like a couple weeks ago, and I still got them all. A few left over, so going to spot in Oktoberfest this night. Mikey Toberfest. <laughs> oh, was that? <laughs> did you just have a little? Was that a pun? Did you make a pun there? Was that, yes. What was that? Nice. Like yes. That. <laughs> yes. Jim. Jim, what's in your cooler? I have uh, whiskey tonight because I'm still oh. not over the. Um, Monday night football loss from, you know, the bills and the Titans. So I did a little stronger tonight. I have, uh, it's from Arizona. It's whiskey Del Bach, American single malt mesquite smoked. It's very good. A nice. couple, couple ice cubes. Very tasty. Highly recommend. Yeah. It's getting that, that, uh, that fall weather is it's a nice when little, I start to yeah. switch over. I was very just, cold uh, before we started this and now I'm warmed up. I feel you just uh, came back from Arizona. Did you have some of that there? No, I know. I had a feeling that was going to come up. No, I did not have it there. I bought this before. Kind of wish I did have it there. It's got the nice little cactus on the logo that is cool. and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. All right. Awesome. Matt. Before we move on, I have found the Ric Flair Roddy Piper segment <laughs> on YouTube. 
It's yeah. It's named WWF History. Rick Flair and Roddy Piper. Uh, first of all, Flair absolutely demolishes Piper with the big gold, uh, big gold title belt. Yeah. And I am not on board with your toupee conspiracy. I'm going to have to send you this link, man. There's, there's no way there's, I, I don't see any, <laughs> they semblance cut it of off. They cut it off. No, you're, this, you're... this is grainy old, looks like VHS quality picture right here. It's the end of superstars. Cause you see the little like clip come up at the end. Yeah. It's an awesome segment. I'm going to have to share awesome the, uh, the share wooden the link. chair. The wooden chair just yes. is yes. unforgiving. And, and McMahon they take McMahon out on the stretcher. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> oh yes, I'm. I'm telling you, it was in the magazine too. Nick, I know you got all those old magazines. Yes. Take them up. Yeah, I'm it's, gonna have to look for it. I'm gonna. Bald, I will. To pay this McMahon chalk line. That's what. No. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't think that'll get approved. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interject. All right, no, go you're ahead. good. When you Google it, it's when you Google like uh, Vince McMahon to pay. What comes up as like the top thing is Vince McMahon doesn't wear a wig. And as his real hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. The fix is in, man. They, they have a lot of money. It went, they put it down the memory hole. Trust me. Believe me, people. All right, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit us with some extra credit. That's why we're here this week. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, and Turnbuckle Tavern. We're committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date with all of our shows. And we're back with another installment of our extra credit. So with our extra cooler top three of the week, where we spotlight our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by pro wrestling pro wrestling is your one-stop shop for all your favorite wrestling stars, merch, including the extra cooler show. Go check them out. Nick posted some, uh, some new t-shirt designs this week, SmackDown logo. And, um, what was the other one? Your house, your house yeah. uh, the in your house logo. So uh, it was awesome. Thanks for posting those guys up and uh, go check us out. Pro wrestling forward slash extra cooler show and uh, help us out by T and let us know if you do that. Both beautiful. That SmackDown one though. Mm, chef. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No honorable mention this week. Let's dive straight in with some story. Number three. WWE pay-per-view rumors are floating around and it looks like WWE has canceled their TLC pay-per-view, which was originally scheduled for December, which is interesting. Uh, it's, it's good to me that we are getting rid of these gimmick centric pay-per-views like yes non-extreme rules versus chair uh big show in a chairs match (laughs) wasn't it a stairs match stairs yeah it was a stairs match yeah and when it gets to that point it's like all right it's time to it's time to give up on it so i was very happy about that and it sounds like wwe is is moving this over to wwe day one will be a pay-per-view that takes place january 1st 2022 in Atlanta. Hmm. So I think it sounds like they're replacing the TLC pay-per-view with this day one, which it makes, makes you believe it's gotta be Uso related. Right. Um, 
coming out of Atlanta. And then we have Royal Rumble January 29th. So uh, interesting little little tidbits coming out on kind of what will happen at the end of and the beginning of the year for WWE. But I think it's a good thing that we're going to get less less gimmicky Hell in a Cell, less gimmicky TLC out there. I read this as they are adjusting, right? Yes. They're improvising. They're not sticking with the status quo. Fingers fingers crossed. That's very good. Yeah. And that shoehorning matches yeah. into the gate into an existing gimmick not didn't work oh right. this guy hit me with a chair i guess we're gonna have a chairs match <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however uh, special shout out to one of the greatest tlc match of all time Dolph ziggler luke harper intercontinental title match ladders right yes that's yeah great match an all-time match man we gotta figure out a way to get that one in our uh homework i think we had it up for a vote at some point we thought about putting it in at some point and we just didn't get there but that mm. one that's a all-time match i'd say so i know halloween havoc is getting in the way maybe i've got to think of a category because we're coming off of a victory for for mine with tlc3 so i gotta find a category that would fit that i can shoehorn that one in there you go uh if we're we're talking about (laughs) scary things we're talking about scary things in wc uh wcw is scary in and of itself but (laughs) wwe nowadays the scariest part may be the booking oh spooky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One last rumor with WWE. Um, we we are hearing that The Rock was originally scheduled to arrive and be in Brooklyn for uh, Survivor Series, which marks his 25th anniversary of wow. his debut as uh, Rocky Maivia with your tassels and your straps and your big old smiles and baby face Rocky out there. Um but it sounds like that is no longer the case. Who knows if this is a work, if this is just to quiet down the Roman rock thing, or if it's actual real. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to see, but it may be just a uh, red herring. Well, let's see what happens. All right, let's move straight into story number two, which will be WWE crown jewel is this Thursday at 12 noon Eastern. Um, Man, I think we got to dive right in, right, Nick? Yes. Got Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What do you got? Nick is sleeping on the uh, Sorry. Uh, sorry. I, uh... <laughs> no. Defending listen. Gage. Come on. He's going to kill him in the ring. He totally has a license to kill. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> you know, the, the I like the, uh, the, the shift with the crown jewel being on like a Thursday at noon. I mean, who's going to watch it at that time, but you know, what, what adult has the time to watch that during their work day? I don't right. know. Um, but you know, these, these things are always different. They've not really been anything that moves a story forward. I feel like, so I'm totally fine with Lashley and Goldberg and get it over with. Let's make this Goldberg's, uh, you know, second, of his his two matches that are in his contract per year, let's get him part. out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, they you turned know. it into a grudge match, if you will, with the involvement yeah. of Gage. And you know, I don't I don't want to spend too much time because let's let's be honest, no. who's a shit about Goldberg? No. And there's there's honestly there's too many other exciting things that are on this card um, right. that I kind of wish like um when I see Lashley and Goldberg, I'm like, oh man this is nice that this is on a Thursday at noon because I, I won't be able to watch it and I'll just check out what happened. You could fast but, forward through the Goldberg. Yeah. Is, is this, has he uh, been on every single crown jewel Goldberg? 
Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. He might be Mr. Crown Jewel. Someone did. Yeah, Black and shout out Black and Unstable for posting that. That's one of my favorite graphics of recent history. So it's good. But there's too many other exciting things on this card to like before we that one take it down. Before we get too crazy here with Crown Jewel, I just want to give you a spoiler alert. I'm going to play Matt for a second. Gage turns on Goldberg. Joins the hurt business. <laughs> no, no, you didn't preface it because normally Matt would would start his text with like, "All right, I know there's like a point zero 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 one percent chance of this happening." That's true, but that's my shtick. That's my shtick. I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna continue to f- sprinkle my uh, my fantasy dust so, all yeah, over yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of chance do you think gage has of uh, joining the hurt business oh zero zero all right, zero we've zero, already zero, talked zero. too much about gage all right Can we <laughs> <move on? laughs> uh, let's let's talk roman and brock real quick i i love what they're doing and continuing yes. to throw the split of paul Heyman, making him the center yes. of attention for, for this um we'll get into it in story number one spoiler but you know this is what they decided to go head to head with aew which was their their contract signing with um with roman and brock and dropping in paul Heyman being in the center of it now i listened to um brian satin's podcast with paul Heyman. i know i'm really behind but i listened to it recently and uh Paul Heyman was talking about how much influence he has with Roman and that it's really a, you know, two man partnership here that he's got influence on how the character is being built. And it totally makes sense because for the longest time, anything that's been captivating to us, you know, diehard fans has been around something with Heyman, whether he's behind the scenes and doing something really cool, or if it's in the forefront and being on screen and this one is doing the same thing. Is Heyman breaking kayfabe in the interview? Yeah, he's kind of in and out. It's, it's certainly more of talking about Paul Heyman himself. And he he talks about, it's a really good interview. I I highly recommend it. It's, it's called out of character is the podcast with Ryan Satin and, um, you know, he, he covers his time at studio 54 and kind of breaking into the business and how, how he got into wrestling, where his influences come from, from the people that are influencing him gives a little bit of, you know, background on where he, uh, you know, where he pieces things together into his gimmick and the shtick in the ring. And it, it was really a good listen. So I, I highly recommend going in and seeking that one out, but, um, yeah, it was, it's cool. And it made me like appreciate it even more of where this is headed and that, you know, this is the storyline here. So they're making it all about Heyman and where does his, you know, uh, allegiance. I just don't think it ends. It can't end at crown jewel because they don't have enough eyes on it. Uh, you know, the only thing is that this is in replacement of the October pay-per-view. So there is no other October pay-per-view. So I'm hopeful that maybe this can progress some storylines a little bit. 
but you're right. There's there's no way Roman ends with Brock and yeah. it goes down that way, but I'm still enjoying the storytelling. Yeah. I want to see some more funny guy Brock too. I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> or I, what, I have, what do you keep calling him? I'm calling him bootcut Brock, man. I'm going to try <laughs> to get over bootcut Brock because those bootcut jeans and the yep. uh, Mick Foley homage with the yeah. sleepless uh, flannel and yeah, the that pon- the, the, the ponytail, yeah. ponytail man bun slash whatever you want to call it. X Pac is gonna slip <laughs> it off. <laughs> <laughs> this card um, also has a lot of other fun matches on it. There's there's one thing as we're talking storytelling, there is the only you know, the middle of the WWE universe has been Roman Reigns and all of his storylines, but holy shit, we have to say that Edge and Seth Rollins are sneakily telling an amazing story underneath our noses on SmackDown as well. And now they're both over on raw and for the first time in a long time, as long as I can remember, we're getting a hell in a cell match. That's not on the hell in a cell pay-per-view. And on top of it, it feels like it means something. It feels like this is going to end their little, you know, their little storylines that they've been going down. And for me, that's what I'm most excited for in this entire card. You know they're going to try to steal the show. I mean, oh, I mean they're set up to do it. I mean, like they're it's a hell in a cell match. Obviously, can steal the show, but like these are the guys that are positioned, I think, to take Crown Jewel past what yeah. we've known it's agreed, which is like matches where old guys are getting hurt and that kind of thing, right? Like, <laughs> right. That's 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 what I think of it as a glorified house. I, I show. feel like with right. all of like these like uh, these AEW versus WWE wars, this feud just has not gotten enough love and maybe it's that's distracting to this which is really unfortunate because to me outside of roman it's probably the best thing in wwe i mean it is i mean when was the last time we saw somebody go into another character's home like was it (laughs) right edge was it edge and cena (laughs) probably yeah his dad yeah yeah so i don't know it seems it's been a lot of fun and it's been almost forgotten about because all eyes are on Roman and yeah, it goes to show why his, his run is not overrated. Turnbuckle. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Look at that well, twist um, of the knife. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we'll finish this off. We've got some King of the ring finals, Finn Balor, Xavier Woods and Queens crown, a surpriser here. I don't think any of us talked about <laughs> do drop against Zelina Vega. Literally so, nobody, literally nobody. Not, I, if, I feel like if we talk about the women, all we're going to do is dump on it uh, because the booking is just exactly what WWE has been doing wrong lately. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm rooting for Zelina. If you saw yes. her on Monday night, last night with the, crown and scepter and cape on. Oh, it fits her better than anybody. Oh man, it it looked awesome to the point where that's all I want now. Dewdrop will be interesting and it'll probably go away and won't you know, maybe you maybe know WWE loves that little comedy angle though. Like, yeah. They love yeah. it. They yeah. love that shit. All right. They, too much you, time you, on that. You sorry. put it on <laughs> you put it on Zelina and you pair like two other girls with her. Or, and uh oh man, it, it's gonna be good. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Let's go to the meat and potatoes of the episode and let's talk story number one. I'm going to call it the Friday night battle, not necessarily a war, but there was a lot of shit talk happening last week, man. So at the end of the day, we had Friday night, we had a head to head for the very first time, 
SmackDown and Rampage. SmackDown being on FS1 going two and a half hours. And we had a hour YouTube plus an extra 30 minutes into um, head to head with SmackDown here. Nick, who do you think benefited most from this Friday night battle? <laughs> All right. So in my opinion, I think that uh, WWE benefited most and, and hear me out. All right. Because here's why the diehards are, are watching AEW. They're excited for any AEW show, but then there's like people like us who are deep down loyal to WWE product because of how long we've been watching the product. Right. So when you hear that, okay, WWE is going to enter this so-called war um, <laughs> or, or battle, it piques my interest. And it says it, in my head on Friday or Thursday, I was like, okay, not what's going to happen on Rampage. It's what's going to happen on WWE to combat this. Um, but that says a lot because you've got, a, you're thinking that the WWE side needs to raise the bar to get yeah. to the level of where AEW is. And right. Okay. So that's... I should have, I should have, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I should have prefaced this by saying like numbers wise, like if, which is probably all Vince gives a shit about right now. Um, I don't think he does they, at all. But, I don't think he cares about numbers at all. And he, unless there's a dollar sign in front yeah, of him. That's what I mean. He's the one that's benefiting from this. Uh, not Eric Bischoff. I mean, Tony Khan, um, just <laughs> oh, yapping away. Ooh, nice little slip there. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a little rant. All right. Cause AEW has one flaw and it's Tony Khan. Ooh. All right. That guy, right. I, I get what he's doing, but everything he does in my opinion is cringeworthy and unnecessary. Um, his whole, like, I don't care how stupid I look. I've got more money than you. I, I, I'm more successful than you attitude. I, it's just like, I don't know. Cringe. Yeah, Shut it up, is. Dude. And I'm sure that's what he's going for. I'm Like, Maybe. the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are going for that, like, cringe thing on purpose. Yeah. And, and while it's not exactly my thing, I can appreciate it because they're in sports entertainment wrestling. Um, but you've got Tony Khan, who's just like, he's trying. We talked about this last week. He's trying so hard to poke the bear. That's it. Um, That's it. And it's, That's it. It's, it's coming across as like trying too hard in my opinion. Um, I think he's I literally, know. I think he's, I think you, I agree with you. I think that WWE is the beneficiary. They are, he's literally poked the bear at this point. Right. right? Like, WWE had nothing like they didn't want to engage, right? Like no. they keep keep sticking, yeah. it, sticking them, sticking them, and like to the point where like AEW could do their own thing on their own time, and people are gonna watch it, right? Like like you right. said, it's got a built-in audience, hardcore fan base. They're there, they're gonna watch, but now they're just actively like pat 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 yeah. pat like constantly just hitting WWE. Like you're gonna wake them up, and like they, <laughs> again, it reminds. Sports. Yeah, they it reminds me of Eric Bischoff. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, not the WWE of WWF of 97 where they're like depleted roster. They have people. They can do something. Okay. Maybe, and you see, we, we talked about their yeah. canceling pay-per-views and changing things. Maybe that's it. Like, good. But like, I think that's 
WWE gains. Yeah. This this was a little different. And WWE was the first one to say, okay, we're adding an extra 30 minutes. I think it was probably, you know, how we can strum this all up. Right. We're going from Fox, which has a built-in, you know, I'm I'm not a ratings guy. I don't pay attention. So right. I don't yeah. have any ratings numbers to back it up. But it's a built-in 2 million viewers, just kind of grabbing that number right. out of thin air. It's a built-in 2 million viewers when you're on Fox. It's in every household ac- across the country. All of those things are happening. So when you move to FS1, which has had happened before, it's not preemptive for the dog show, but it's close. It's, <laughs> you know, World Series and ALCS, NLCS. But um, this one is, all right, I have to do something a little extra. I'm going to throw some gasoline on the fire that's burning in the corner. And that corner is AEW. And I'm going to let this explode a little bit. Now, Tony Khan, who I think is a perfect Pied Piper right now, like, sure, he's acting like the spoiled rich kid in high school that has the brand new BMW that his daddy bought him when he's turned 16 years old and he's flaunting his money and it, it rubs you the wrong way because it comes across like you're an asshole and you're not wrong, Nick, that's not wrong at all, but he is perfectly playing the, the whistle, the Pied Piper and he's marching down the street and all of the hardcores are coming out and they are banding together to follow behind him and <laughs> wage this war against the big giant. And man, so this, this past week he was at the Jaguars game, right? Did anybody else see this little thing yeah, that popped up? Yes. So he's at the Jaguars game and he's got a notebook piece of paper and he's got scribbled down what looks like to be a full gear card. And he's got this fully posed picture that somebody is obviously taking his picture and he puts the notebook out in the photo so everyone can see it. <laughs> how can you not like that? Like, Maybe how I'm could just you not judgmental. get behind this guy? Listen, listen, this notebook is totally something that I did in 1998, except I wasn't booking real live television. Mm. I was booking WCW versus NWO on my (laughs) N64. And I'm drawing up a tournament where I'm going to put Sting against Kevin Nash and I'm going to you know, book it all the way to the end. And I, I like, how can you not like somebody that's so invested in their product and so obsessive over it that he's on the sideline of a Jaguars game, which is you know, his other job, his job, that's probably made him millions of dollars in the (laughs) past, a lot more. And he's, he's doodling on a notebook page and, you know, whether it was purposeful of like, here's a little nugget for you to Brit break, Brit Baker, take my picture. I have a a question for you. I have a question for you guys. Man, I loved it. Sorry. do Do you think, do you think Vince would trade? Shane McMahon for Tony Khan as his own <laughs> as his own son. Like, is that the son he actually wanted? Right? You know what I mean? No, he's like, too tiny. Too tiny. He's really into it though. <laughs> he is. Shane is aloof, right? Like Shane doesn't care anymore. Tony. Listen, competition is good. It's yes. good. Uh, and and obviously this guy, maybe he's doing this on purpose to piss people like me off. Um, I don't you get, know. You getting worked, bro? Less Tony. <laughs> less. Yeah, exactly. Less Tony Khan is what I say. I, I don't, I don't like, and I don't appreciate the daddy's money and maybe it's his own. I don't know, but it comes across as daddy's money. And I went to, 
Maybe it's it's flashbacks to going to a private high school in Westchester <laughs> County, New York, which uh, you can see the scars and bags under my eyes from it. But um, were you man, driving a geo tracker to their BMWs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My 1992 <laughs> Nissan was uh, not yeah. exactly the nicest thing in the parking lot. Let's just say, and that was in the year 2000, so it wasn't terribly old. Eight years isn't bad. No, but, uh, man, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did not have, uh, I had daddy's money, but it, it was, it was a 92 <laughs> Nissan. It wasn't a 2000 BMW <laughs> man. So that, that doesn't, that doesn't come across nice and well to me. It's not something I get behind and can't, and like, I can't, I don't get rallied by that, but the little other things and him going on all the podcasts this week, he was on some of the, um, you know, the wrestling podcast and giving some interviews and, you know, dropping sound bites. And then we had more shit talk coming from Roman. We had top dollar from, um, from swerves faction, um, put out a, like a rap about the young bucks footwear. <laughs> like this, this got out of hand and, it was only good for the industry and it was only good to stir up conversations like this, that we are predominantly, you know, we've been with WWE forever and trying to find ways to think that it will be good again. Maybe it's an abusive relationship that we're just not willing to get out of, but (laughs) listen, this is the time now we are leading up, you know, it's usually like, uh, right right around christmas time where mm-hmm. you know we we build up to the royal rumble and then wrestlemania where things start to pick up again the, the off season is coming to an end mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see what they do how they book and and i think uh thursday when this episode drops will be very telling and not uh, and speaking of WWE, this match on right now we're what we're recording as nxt is airing and uh the match on the main event's pretty good here is it the main event Wrong so it's Braun Baker, Champa versus. Uh... Yeah, I forget those other guys. <laughs> I forgot who they're facing. <laughs> I edited it out. Grizzled, bald guy, and the other guy. They're good. I know their names. I mean, Grizzled Matt, young do you, veterans. Do you have anything? Grizzled else to go young over? veterans. Thank you. <laughs> do you have my, anything else to go over? My one last thing is, Street Profits and the Usos put on a banger of a match on SmackDown, but it wasn't enough to get my match of the week. Uh, the match of the weekend for me. If you haven't watched the buy-in and you haven't gone onto YouTube and watched Daniel Bryan, uh, oof, I did it. Brian Danielson against Minoru Suzuki. Holy hell. Was that just a new Japan strong style beat down from both of them? And it was a breath of fresh air. That's it why was he something went there. You don't normally see exactly Mike. you normally don't see it out of Daniel Bryan in, in WWE land, but seeing the violence and the hard hitting, just beat down that the two of them put on one another, sign me mm-hmm. up if that's what we're going to get every week. So if you haven't watched it, I'm sure anybody listening to this already has, except for maybe Mike and Jim and Nick <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Brian Danielson against wow, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Hashtag with a life. It was a treat. It was a treat. Go watch it. It's my match of the weekend. I'm going to watch it right now. All right, man. Do it. Do it. All right. So uh, as we said earlier, next week, we are covering Halloween Havoc 1991. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, We're back with a homework episode. And uh, Matt will be giving us a, a little top three. 
sprinkled in there at the end. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. While you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Cheers, fellas. McMahon, McMahon wears a toupee. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's in there. Extra credit. Support, 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 support side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty.